The Right Gear, Episode 4, Back Up Yo Stuff. Hello and welcome to The Right Gear on Hologram Radio, a new podcast for writers that's all about the digital and analog tools we use to write. From computers and apps to pens and journals, I explore them all. I'm your host, Kay Tempest Bradford, science fiction and fantasy author, freelance technology journalist, media critic, and lover of gel pens. This episode is all about a thing every writer needs to do that many of them don't do or don't do well, resulting in catastrophe. That is, of course, backing up your writing. I'm going to talk about multiple backup solutions, including ones that won't cost you anything and are easy to set and forget. So let's get this party started. I'm going to get this out of the way up front. Everyone knows that you should back up your stuff. This isn't under dispute. It's like how everyone knows that they should floss or walk 30 minutes a day. You know you should, you know the benefits, but sometimes you just don't. This is why I advocate backup strategies that are set and forget. You do the work once, it runs automatically, you don't have to think about it every day or week or month. And the easiest of these set-and-forget solutions is online cloud backups. Now, there are a ton of online file services around, and I'm sure you've heard of more than a handful. Most are basically the same, though there are some key features you should look for. I'm going to start out with the free options. The top services are Dropbox, which is everyone's favorite, Google Drive, iCloud for Apple, and Microsoft OneDrive. Each of these services has a free tier that offers anywhere from two gigabytes to 15 gigabytes of space. Now, if you're just backing up your writing files, you may just need the two gigabytes that Dropbox offers. Plus, you can earn a little more space by doing certain actions and inviting new users and things like that. Google Drive is the most generous at 15 gigabytes, but that includes storage for all your Google account stuff. And some of the files don't count toward that quota and some do. Go look that up. But essentially, 15 gigabytes is pretty generous for some free storage for your writing stuff. The thing I don't like about these two services is that you can't keep your files in an existing file structure. You have to put your writing folder inside of Dropbox or inside of a Google Drive folder, which is essentially a network uh, internet folder. And that's how it syncs. But I like keeping my folders where they are. I have my own file structure. I like it. I don't want to change. Keeping your folders where they are is a thing that you can do with iCloud and OneDrive iCloud is free for Apple hardware owners, um, people who have a Mac or an iPad or an iPhone, and it includes five gigabytes of space. And it does work on PCs, but it does not work on Android. OneDrive comes bundled with Windows 8 and Windows 10, and it works on Windows 7 and Macs, and you can get five gigabytes of free space with that. But the major flaw with these two solutions is that they lack version history for all file types. Now, version history or versioning or version backup, what that does is it keeps a certain number of older versions as well as the current version in storage. And this is important just in case you overwrite something in a file accidentally or you get hit with one of those viruses that holds your uh, files hostage for money. Still, with all these services with Dropbox and Google Drive and iCloud and OneDrive, you get free backup. It's continuous. It doesn't require anything from you but to save your files regularly, which you do anyway, right? And they're fine as a backup to your real backup, like secondary backup. And I'll get to that in a minute. Plus, you can access your files wherever you are. 
and with devices that aren't your computer if necessary. And if you really, really, really don't want to spend any money, one of these solutions is fine. But you knew there was a but coming, right? <laughs> None of these services has all the features that I would suggest for robust backup, even a robust online backup that's secondary. For that, you got to spend a little money. I use SugarSync to back up my files. It costs uh, $7.50 a month for 100 gigabytes of space, which is far more than I need for just my writing files. I use SugarSync to back up all of my documents and music. You can also get more space for not much more money if you also want to back up everything, including your huge media files. What I like about SugarSync is that it lets me choose which folders or individual files to sync without making me move them. It works across all my devices, and if there's a limit to how many computers, phones, or tablets I can sync to one account, I haven't found it. It saves new file versions seamlessly in the background, and you can just how much bandwidth it uses to do that, especially on that big initial backup. The service includes the file version backup that I talked about before, because it'll save the latest five versions of every file. And this is useful on many fronts, as I mentioned, but it's particularly useful if you get hit with a ransomware virus. And I'll pause right here. For those of you who don't know about ransomware viruses, they're these viruses that are floating around the in internet that lock all of your files so you can't access them. And then they put a little message up that says, if you want your to get your files back, you have to pay some ransom money. The one that people talk about a lot is CryptoLocker, but they come under many names. So version backup is really important because if you don't catch the virus in time and your cloud storage syncs the files that have been locked by this virus, then even your backups are corrupted. And with the previous versions turned on, you can get your files because you can go back to like the previous version before the corrupted file happened. And you can get your files back and you don't have to pay ransom money. And there are ways to get rid of that virus that don't involve paying the ransom, but you know, you've you've lost those particular files that the virus has corrupted. But as long as you have versioning on, you can get them back. So this is why I go with SugarSync. It doesn't cost a ton of money. It has all the features I consider necessary and it gives me peace of mind. But Yes, another but. <laughs> Cloud backup should not be your only backup solution. You should never have only one kind of backup, really, because there's always a potential for one of, one of your backups to fail right when you need the files. And you may not always be connected to the internet to get at your files to the online backup. Your main backup should be a physical one. And for that, you'll need an external hard drive or a flash drive. Now, if you're a Windows user, when you're looking for a hard drive for this purpose, if you don't already have one, you want one that comes with good backup software that's already like in it that's easy to set up. Seagate and Western Digital Drives come with highly rated backup software that's loaded on the drive and ready to get you started when you plug it in the first time. Mac users have it pretty easy because uh, they have Time Machine, which comes with Macs. Apple even sells a backup drive that works with Time Machine right out of the box. Um, but there are non-Apple drives that you can use with Time Machine with not, without a huge problem. Now, the size of the drive is up to you. Western digital drives come with software that can back up your entire system. They, like they take an image of everything on your computer, including the operating system, and they take an image of that and back it up. And that's also a really good hedge against serious virus attacks, because for one, that one is not running continuously. Like you have to say back up an image right now. And then later on, you say back up another image. Anyway, if you want to have a hard drive that does that kind of thing as well as just backing up your individual files, then you're going to want terabytes worth of storage rather than gigabytes. But if you're only going to back up your writing files and some of your media, 250 gigabytes is plenty. Now, if you're like me and you want or need a highly portable storage drive with a large capacity, 
then you should check out the Samsung Portable SSD T1. It's an external drive in a very small form factor. It's like two by three inches and weighs an ounce. And it's very fast and reliable because it's an SSD. That's a type of storage media. And it's an expensive piece of gear for sure. Right now, the 250 gigabyte version is $100. Whereas you can get some hard drives with like two terabytes of space you know, for $100. Or you can get a hard drive with like 500 gigabytes of space for like $50. However, the portability factor is huge for me. Also, the other thing that's really important for me is that dropping this from a height is not going to endanger my data the way that it will with, say, a bigger capacity hard drive or some bigger capacity hard drives. And that makes it worth it. And it's not the actual capacity that, that determines that. What it is is that this is uh, the Samsung thing is an SSD. That's a type of drive that doesn't have moving parts. Some drives, they're like traditional hard drives. They have a little disk that spins. You don't see it, but that's what's going on inside. It has a disk that spins. And then when you drop it, sometimes you can damage the mechanism that makes a disk spin and then your hard drive is trashed. So even though I try not to drop my hard drive off of heights, <laughs> you know, I like having the comfort of knowing that if I do drop this one hard, the, my, my SSD, it's not going to destroy all my data. So that is why I pay the higher price for SSD. And that's what it is, is that SSD costs more per gigabyte than the regular spinning hard drive. Other kind of drives that won't fail forever if you happen to drop them are flash drives. And flash drives are a good option as a primary or secondary backup as long as you have a way not to use them because flash drives are pretty small. I have a teeny tiny flash drive that's only like, it's like the size of a penny <laughs> attached to my keychain, but it holds 32 gigabytes. And I use that as like actually a third backup. I'm also very fond of this one uh, flash drive I have that is a dual USB, micro USB flash drive. Uh, it's made by SanDisk and it allows me to like save files from my computer and to attach it to like my Android devices and save files from there too or transfer them or whatever. SanDisk also makes one of these for Apple devices. And so I put all the links to that in the show notes. In general, when you're buying a flash drive, look for SanDisk, Kingston or Verbatim brands. Those are all really good brands, very reliable. So like I said, I use all three of these methods for backup. I have SugarSync doing it automatically for me. I plug in the Samsung drive once a week. And whenever I'm writing outside of the house, I copy my writing folder to my flash drive when I'm done. So one thing about backing up to physical drives is that, yes, you do have to plug many of them in for the backups to happen. If you have a docking situation at your desk where you plug in one cord that connects everything and you always plug in that cord, that's no big deal. If you don't have that and you want backups to happen, even if you aren't plugged in, that is also possible. There are hard drives with Wi-Fi built in that sync your files, or you can plug in a normal external drive to your Wi-Fi router and set up backups that way. But of course, this is dependent on your router having this capability and the backup software on the drive working over a network. And Wi-Fi hard drives, at least most of the ones they sell now, are really focused focused on syncing and streaming media and connected to your iPad and your Android tablet and whatever. And that's fine. But what if you just want your files backed up? What if you just want something simple? So like I said, Apple, they sell a drive that backs up wirelessly using Time Machine and y'all have it easy and good for you. <laughs> Windows users like myself, sadly, uh, may find all this a bit more difficult. But I did find one simple seeming solution when I did my research for this episode. It just took a lot of sifting through nonsense to find it. 
So there's a highly rated cloud backup service called iDrive. And iDrive costs uh, $45 to $60 a year. And it includes what they call a hybrid backup solution. And that is, it will sync your files to a local hard drive as well as to the cloud. Like iDrive will handle both of those situations iDrive sells a Wi-Fi enabled hard drive that will work with the service to back up your files over your internet at home to a physical drive. And it's all really easy to set up with their software. And the one terabyte drive that they sell is only $100, which is a little bit less expensive actually than some of the other Wi-Fi drives I've seen. You don't have to use their drive with the service if you don't want to. But if you're looking for a set it and forget it solution that doesn't require you to plug in and it does two kinds of backup and it includes encryption to keep your data secure and is really easy to set up, this is it. So I really recommend you check out iDrive. So let's recap. Back up your stuff. Do it today. You can back it up to the cloud for free right this second. But don't let that be your only backup. Get an external hard drive or a flash drive for physical backups. And if you already have one, you can use Windows or Mac software to set up regular backups if the drive doesn't come with a utility. If you just want backups to happen without thinking about them, check out iDrive. Then sit back and relax knowing that you've done the responsible thing to ensure your novel won't up and disappear on you in case of calamity. Of course, if you're super paranoid, you might want to create multiple physical backups of your stuff. Years and years ago, the late author Jay Lake told me that he regularly burned all of his writing files to a CD and mailed them to people for safekeeping. I'm not sure that that level of security is that necessary these days. And do people even even have optical disc burners anymore anyway? I don't know. But maybe a series of inexpensive flash drives and a priority mail envelope could be great. Anyway, I put links to all the gear and services I mentioned in the show notes. Just head over to www.therightgear.com, that's W-R-I-T-E, to find the blog, show notes, other episodes, and video. You can also follow the show on social media at RightGearCast on Twitter and Facebook.com slash TheRightGear and on Google+. Give me a ping on social media if you have any questions about backups or hard drives or flash drives or cloud storage or any of the other stuff that we talked about today. In the next podcast, I'm going to talk about the Uniball Jetstream and whether it's the best pen ever. Until then, I'm Kay Tepes Bradford and seriously, go back up your stuff right now. The Right Gear podcast on Hologram Radio is written and edited by yours truly and produced by Head Hologram Alex Knight. Our logo was created by Ashley Emma Onstott and made colorful by Hologram Michael Norton. Our theme music, Kill Your Darlings, was composed by Steve Combs.